Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, and this episode of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast is brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. The Evening Standard Rugby Podcast with Lawrence Delalio. Hello and welcome to the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast. Is there anybody there? Lawrence? Sarah? No. Both missing. Lawrence has a case of man flu. Sarah is on her travels. I'm here all on my own. My name is Steve Cording. I do have a very special guest with me this week, though. Bath Rugby are on fire at the moment. Had a win at the weekend in the Champions Cup. And I'm glad to say that joining me is assistant coach Lee Blackett. Lee, thank you for making sure that I wasn't sat here on my own talking to myself. No worries. How's things today? A good win at the weekend. I was amazed to read that it's 10 years since Bath had won a game in the Champions Cup, which just seems phenomenal, really. Yeah, it was a great weekend for the club to be back. Competition that it won a fair few years ago. It's special. You could see how much it meant to, obviously I wasn't here, but Yoan and the players at the the end of last season to to qualify for this competition and put in a really good performance like that, uh, something everyone's proud of. And I think the overriding feeling probably from the game is not, it's not just really Bath. I think it was the premiership for me just started to fight back a bit at the weekend. It's it's probably had a couple of years where it's not quite been its best. It's weird. Is it is it is it partly down to potentially losing three clubs and actually there's a lot of clubs have strengthened and we've maybe got 13 clubs worth of players into 10 teams and it's maybe made the premiership stronger. But I think I found myself every game the premiership team was playing in just wanting them to win to really fight back because I think, as I just said, probably the last couple of years hasn't really gone the premiership's way. The one team that did lose in the Champions Cup this weekend was Saracens and, well, obviously the Champions from last year, but uh, anyone that's played or gone out to altitude will realise how hard that is. They were always going to be up against it. I feel a Saracens team playing maybe the Bulls at home is a different kettle of fish, but it was always going to be tough for any team to go out there and win. Yeah, it was actually, um, so it's the first time that seven out of the eight premiership teams have actually won on the same same match round, which um, in itself was impressive enough. Your performance at the weekend, though, obviously it was quite tight for half an hour or so, wasn't it? But um, I have to ask you about um, Finn Russell to start with, his decision not to kick. Does he get that freedom to, if he doesn't fancy it, that he'll just pass it on because um, it was one, I think he said after the game, it didn't go too well in, in the warm-up, so he just thought he wouldn't do it. <laughs> the, the difference is if you've got the, the quality in behind and Ben Spencer's proven, proved himself last year uh, kicking-wise. And If Finn doesn't quite feel he's kicking as well as he can, he, he knows he's got a, a very good guy in behind him that's willing to take them. So 
like he was a decision purely made on the field. But doesn't that just sum Finn up? He's he's all about the team and he wants what's best for the team. Yeah, I remember when you uh, you came on um, at the back end of last season, just before the uh, the Prem final, and we were talking then about you working with him and what that would be like. Now you've actually been working with him. How has it been? I won't embarrass you too much, but I did send you a message last night saying you probably have got the most exciting backline in Prem rugby at the moment. But has he been the catalyst for everything that's happened? Uh, I think it's never, I think Finn would say the same, it's never just about one person. There's a lot of good going on, but he definitely adds to it, that's for sure. His his positivity around the place, his pure skill set and his decision-making. But I think the big thing, he just drives confidence in the group. And I think that this club had a bit of confidence building from last season. But I think that confidence is just going into belief at the moment. I think Finn is a big part of that. He's a world-class ten. Uh, making world-class decisions out there and people are just getting on the back of it. So is it purely down to Finn? I, I don't think you can ever say that about any team, but he's definitely having a positive influence, that's for sure. So what's he like off the pitch? Uh, what's his character like? He seems like he's somebody that you'd want to be your mate with, really. Yeah, he's as, he's exactly that. It, it's hard for me when I hear about things that have happened in the past with him. I just can't see it. He's such a likeable lad's lad, but he don't misunderstand that for... Someone that works extremely hard. You, you look. He's comfortable the last player off the field. He's working extremely hard at the game. You don't get to his level without being that player. So, but in terms of around the place, look, he is a lads lad. Always smiling. He's quite infectious in terms of that. But I think the big thing with him is, is the positivity he drives within the team. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, you won't want to comment on this, but Henry Arundel has been linked, obviously, with a move to Bath. Whether he is or he isn't coming on a hybrid contract, he was on Saturday and then by Sunday he wasn't. Stuart Lancaster himself, after the Quinns game, didn't confirm one way or the other whether an offer had been made or whether he was even going to go. But a hybrid contract situation, it does seem at the moment, looking at it from the outside, that it's difficult to know whether these are going forward or not. I mean, are you aware of these things being about now? Because apparently there's two on the offing, one for Henry and one for Maro Toji. But... um. Nothing officially from the RFU at all. I'm aware of probably what you read in the press more than anything else. And but honestly, it's it's not something I waste too much energy on until it's formalised. It put it this way: whatever I think or my beliefs on it, it's not going to make the decision whether they go ahead or not. So for me, I think sometimes as a coach, it's about wasting energy on things you can control that I can't control. So. I waste very little time thinking about it. So I can't really give you an opinion on it because I don't even think about it. <laughs> Which is fair enough. One thing you can give me an opinion on then is um, today Alfie Barber has been named as the RPA Under-23 uh, Player of the Month for November. Obviously, you've got an exciting backline, but the foundations have been laid by what is a fantastic forward pack that you've now got. Obviously, Benno Obano was named player of the match at the weekend, but um, Alfie couldn't have been too far behind him. You must be delighted for him that he's now potentially in the international reckoning with Steve Borthwick, Richard Hill watching at the weekend and a genuine number eight who's come back from the injury problems that he had. Obviously, the disappointment and heartache that he must have felt like you did as well when Wasps went out of business. Um, how happy are you for him? Yeah, really happy. He's uh, he's someone who known to, well, I've known since he was like 16. So to see anyone come along, but the, the amount of highs and lows He's had already within his career and the injuries. There's never been a doubt about the potential that 
the guy. And I, I think Alfie's going to get better and better. Each week he looks sharper and sharper. He's finally getting over that knee injury, better look of things. And uh, I think we're seeing the best. I think if you, if you look at the bat team at the weekend, 15 guys that started the game, 13 out of the 15 were English qualified. And the other two were Finn Russell and Cam Redpath. And obviously Cam's come through the English setup. We missed one that I feel at England. <laughs> He's a quality player, but I think that's the big thing for for this club, for, for coaches that are working here is if you look at the World Cup, we obviously had a, a few away there, but how many consistently started every single game for the club? We probably had Finn. And I think for us to be successful as a club, obviously it's what we do on the field for back, but also seeing our guys and having that many people that are English qualified, how many people can we get starting regularly for England? And I think if you want to try and achieve things and win things, I think if you look at history, you probably need to win a premiership title. You probably need six starting internationals within your side. And uh, if you want to do it like Saracens did for years, Leicester did before them, and uh, Wasps and of those dynasties, you, you, you probably need 10 or so starting internationals within your side. So we have got loads of potential, loads of guys on the fringes, but I would love come the Six Nations to like come the summer that we're building up to at least six of those guys in international. I think I'd love to see Ben Spencer back in England set up. I'd love to see Finn and Cam starting at 10 and 12 for Scotland. Love to see Ollie. I think Ollie's come back in great form. Uh, he's playing really well. Love to see him get back to where he was in the Six Nations and starting week in, week out. And then we've got younger guys. Obviously, Joe, to go back into that mix, come and see you. I think uh, Max Ajoma has done really well this year. I honestly believe he can't be a million miles off for setups in a minute. We're, on your, we're just talking backs there. And then that's before you get to your Barbaries, your Ted Hills, your Sam on the Hill. Sam on the Hill was... Uh, I probably had a perception, a wrong perception of Sam before I came. I knew he hit hard defensively, but Sam, there's a lot to like about his attacking game as well. He's, he's a lot more than just a guy that hits hard and turns ball over, that's for sure. And your Ben Albanos, your Will Stewart, I could keep mentioning him. We've got such a amount of talent that's just on the fringes and our jobs as coaches is to, to make Bath win, but also if we can create these guys and make them into regular internationals, it's going to improve Bath. Does Steve Borthwick talk to you guys about this? Does he talk to Johan about how they're they're getting on and and what the feeling is in terms of them going forward and their potential to play international rugby? Oh, definitely. Steve, Steve and Johan will have those conversations all the time. And uh, myself, I'll, I'll have more probably conversations with the assistant coaches. I speak to Richard Wigglesworth a lot. We've had English coaches into the setup as well. So those conversations are all going on because... I think if if a player's got that drive to play internationally, he's got that desire to constantly improve and that's his driver, he'll work out better for Bath. We'll end up with a highly driven player and a highly driven player playing for Bath is, is more likely to make us win. Yeah, do you do you see traits in Alfie of uh, missing Mr Delalio? I mean, he, he's that classic old-style number eight, isn't he? He likes to pick up from the back of the scrum. He likes to carry the ball and be physical. I mean, obviously, apart from his, his hairstyle and his moustache... <laughs> Which is obviously very different to Lowell's. Um, although I read that his mum's actually a hairdresser, but he doesn't let her anywhere near his hair. So, uh, But there are a lot of traits, aren't there, with him and Lawrence, do you think? Yeah, well, he's got a long way to go become Lawrence. Yeah. Say when he's not in the room. But, <laughs> uh, look, he's an outstanding ball carrier. He really is. He's he's quicker than people think. He's really powerful. If he'd been fit now since he'd come through and 
and played a large part. He, he 100% would have played for his country. It's injuries that have probably held him back now. If we just get a run of games, and I think the big challenge for players is making sure they play really well, and especially in the big games. And there's nothing bigger than the Champions Cup at the moment. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, and this episode of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast is brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. In terms of your own decision then to go to Bath, I mean, just let me, if I just read this quote for you from uh, Finn for the weekend, I mean, this sort of sums up the way things are going at the moment. He said, the style of rugby that we're playing with the boys that we've got, I think that everybody's buying into it and we're having fun out there and playing with a smile on our face and with confidence and belief. Now, obviously, that's coming a lot from the way the players are performing, but also from what the coaches, yourself, Johan, are putting into those players. I mean, you must be delighted that you've gone to Bath and for the way that the team are playing. You said to us when you last came on, one of the reasons you went was silverware, and that's what you want to win. Uh, And the team are heading in the right direction, aren't they? Yeah, it's... uh... It's not changed. It's uh, he came because there was potential, and you see the potential, and and we've started well. It's really weird. The last two games of the one of the Premiership in Europe, we won really well via Exeter, and we won uh, well overall the weekend after a good final ten minutes. It's strange because I feel there's so much more in us still. I feel if you just take the nine, ten, twelve, thirteen that started this weekend, that's some of the second time they've ever played together. There's loads more. In as I, I feel like we're controlling such large parts of the game and I'd love us to convert a few more opportunities. Maybe that's me being greedy. Maybe I'm walking away. I, I found myself walking away just getting frustrated at little things and I'm like, you're winning and you, you won a game by 20 points. You're still frustrated at certain little things, but maybe that's just the, the way coaches are. But definitely, if I look at us, I, I think there's there's loads more in the tank. We uh, we can be a better team. We're going on the right path, but I, I think we uh, we definitely can get better. But I think, as you're seeing at the weekend, I think all Premiership teams are getting better. If you said a home win with the points difference that we won by at the weekend, Veals, do you think that would be the top English result of the weekend? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> For all honest, I'm not sure it makes the top three. Uh, I, I thought Northampton were really, really impressive. Their defence has, has been really improved this year and they look a more complete team. Harlequins, probably the number one result of the weekend, but also Exeter to go away. Three brilliant away wins there, but 
Yeah, it's uh, it just goes to show if we have ambitions of of getting silverware, uh, we're going to have to find a way of of, of improving. Definitely. Yeah. Now you, you talk about uh, converting. Now, can you convert me as a supporter is my next question. I was a London Irish fan, sadly, no longer looking for a new team. I'm coming down with a couple of mates to uh, Bath against Racing in January. What would you say to me to convince me that Bath is the team that I should be supporting? What would I say? Uh... We said last time you were on that potentially Bath are the La Rochelle of England. Does it feel like that when you're in the wreck and it's bouncing? Oh, definitely. It's a ground that's that's filling out most weeks. It's always really going to be full or very close to. It's got, I think, just the the city itself is special. Like, if you just come in on a match day, you feel the buzz around the place. I think it's a special place in terms of that. I think in terms of... In terms of on the field, it's pretty infectious when you see it, even, even for, for a coach, when you're... You're seeing the smiles on the faces and the belief of these players and, and hopefully how that these young players, because we have got a lot of younger guys that are, aren't even at their potential years, you 27, 28-year-olds that are probably just about peaking. We've got a lot of guys that are younger than that, so you'd like to think we're going to get better, but uh, I think we'll let the, the rugby do the talking for us. And If we get the win there, you know it's the right decision. Uh, well, well, it's against Racing as well, so obviously Mr. Arundel might be playing still then. Uh, so you've got, um, obviously you've got Cardiff up next uh, at the weekend. They've obviously suffered at the hands of DuPont at the weekend. How do you think they'll fare and how are you going to prepare for sort of a backlash that might come from them? I think firstly, Matt Sherratt there has done a fantastic job. I know Matt. Matt is probably one of the, the people I, I speak to the most about the game. He's been an attack coach for years and done several clubs, so he's the one I I think for how Cardiff were were left at the back end of last season, the amount of players that left and everything in Wales, for him to turn it around. And before the weekend, they'd at least got a losing bonus point from every single game they played. I think they they went out there, they left a few people at home, and we know we know they'll be targeting this game. This is the one that they've targeted out of probably those two games. So. You can see the changes that were made very early in the second half, key guys coming off the field. So you can already tell where their mindset is. So we're well aware of what's coming this weekend. We're well aware of the threat they are. I think Matt's got them working extremely hard. Like I coached against them last year for the Scarlets. I think they're working a lot harder this year. I think they obviously a lot of passion in that club of everything that happened in the summer and uh, yeah I can't say enough a compliment to what I've seen Matt do with that side yeah yeah and do you know um, you're obviously due to play uh, against Toulouse in January do you know if uh, DuPont will still be playing then or do you think he is has he gone by then or do you not know the truth is I rang Jack Willis actually about two weeks ago and he's still straight through my question <laughs> <laughs> my question was when does DuPont go like sevens, he's like, oh, he's only like to miss potentially the Six Nations period. He said, so don't worry, he'll be playing in your game. Uh, Come on. That's not what I wanted to hear, Jack. Come on. Well, he, he is your favourite player, isn't he, of all time? <laughs> so you will be glad to see him, but maybe yeah, glad well, to see the back get, of him as well. Maybe get an autograph then, Shanna, when I'm out. Uh... <laughs> so we've got Christmas coming up, as you can see from the uh, decorations behind me. So if you if you could have a Christmas present for rugby this year, what would it be? If I could have a Christmas present for rugby, I'd go sometime in, is it June or July, and, and place myself at Twickenham. Nice, yeah. That, that would be 100%. That's the thing. Number one thing from Santa. 
it's not too unrealistic at the moment either, is it? Because I guess we're, we're almost halfway through the season. So, you know, eyes on that top four. Yeah, as I said, I, I think each team's going to get better and better. And uh, we definitely will have to, 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 to be there. But we're still in contention, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. A couple of things before we finish. I have to ask you about wearing red at the weekend. Look look very dashing, but obviously not not a bath colour. Why, why are we wearing red? I think it's European colours. Uh, what it did do for, even for the boys, it, it just felt really different the week. Uh, the shirt feels different. I think it, yeah, I quite like that. I don't know how it, I, I try and avoid social media as much <laughs> as I can, so I haven't got a clue how it's gone down. Uh, it, did, it did feel really weird, though, watching when the boys ran out to see him in red, but... Uh, you, did, you thought you were back at Scarlet's again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you paint the town red in the evening? That has to be the question that I have to ask. Uh, I didn't. I'd have liked to have done after that. It was a good win, but uh, I'm sure some of the boys did. They just didn't tell me. I don't get invited, you see. Surely. <laughs> have you got a Christmas party coming up? Have you had it or not? Uh, we had we had it, actually. Uh, it was just with the, with the games that are coming up in this period, we had to do it on a longer turnaround, so we, we've already done that. Was it a quiet night? Somewhere nice? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was uh, it's one of them that you, you leave as a coach, you, you know when the right time to go is. So I've got a Seeker Santa coming up next week. I've got someone that I've not got a clue what to buy them, but... <laughs> We'll see. It's that fear, actually, what your presence going to be and what people really think of you. And obviously, you, you can't tell us who it is because then they'll know. So no, yeah. the thing is, because I don't know what I'm going to buy for this guy, I'm not going to tell anyone because when he opens it, then no one will know who's bought it for him. So that'll be brilliant. Well, Lee, thank you very much for joining me again. Thank you for making sure I wasn't on my own. Um, <laughs> Best of luck at the weekend uh, against Cardiff and for the rest of the season. Uh, I'm really looking forward to coming down in, in January to see that game against Racing. In your bath shirt. In my bath shirt, yes. I'll have to buy that. Um, and have a great Christmas uh, and New Year. Uh, and we'll chat again soon. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. So that's all for this week. The team will hopefully be back together next week. My thanks to Lee Blackett for joining me today and to Voxpod Studios for hosting us. We'll be back next week. Until then, thanks for listening and enjoy the rugby. The Evening Standard Rugby Podcast with Lawrence Delalio. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, and this episode of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast is brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.